howdy, hey! Welcome to the Texan Steak. All right. So I think, did we get into Exodus or did we just? End I think Genesis? we closed the book on it. Yeah, we okay. we we stopped there and uh, decided we would pick up uh, fresh. Yes, yes. So we are in Exodus, and uh, I actually I think we had read the first couple uh, the first couple lines. First couple lines because we were talking about we'll a, new, again, yeah. a new Pharaoh has. That's right. That's right. So yeah, we we read a little bit, but it was kind of like a, a teaser. Yeah, yeah, a little teaser. So well, Get hey y'all, I hope that. Um, Y'all were as blessed by our rating of Genesis as we were. I don't know yeah. about y'all, but I have never in my life gone as in depth in a book as this. And on my on a personal level, not like you know a class or something like that, where you know, um, well, I never learned learned too many specifics about you know. Right. Um, but um, oh, and that being said, I did, I did go through a Sunday school class where we went in depth in Matthew, but uh, that also took like a year and a half, and I didn't start at the beginning of Matthew. I came in late, and so I guess that doesn't count. Shame, shame. Yeah, but going all the way through Genesis like that, and being the being the source of of. Uh, um, the information the information which is not necessarily a good thing but it does broaden my mind and i hope that other people enjoy it well i think for us it challenges us exactly and and, and hopefully benefits, benefits other people all, and i hope that it challenges y'all too i mean you know uh i can't imagine that you're just listening and going wow these guys are spot on that's exactly right you know you're probably going like nah i don't know about that so maybe you go dig a little deeper and, you know, maybe agree or maybe throw our ideas out the window. I don't know. And, I mean, we definitely but, like to hear. You know, we have our, our Facebook. Oh, we'd love to. Yeah. We have our Facebook. You can, uh, you can give us some feedback there. And then we have uh, TexansTake at gmail.com. Please email And it us is TexansTake at gmail.com. Yes, yes. Add a little uh, – had a little trouble getting into the old email, so it, it I had to <laughs> set a new one. Amen. So it's Texans take at, at gmail.com. But yeah, we, that's that's an open feed. I I follow it pretty regularly because it's attached to my phone. So any yeah. anytime someone has feedback or anything, we can we can definitely benefit from it. Definitely. And no, you know, no man is an island for for information. That's you know? right. Yeah. There's always ways we can do better. And I mean, personally, I really like that we are doing kind of what we're doing now and just a little bit of ramble is all right. I feel like we've gone overboard several times, um, but, um, you know. And I think, I think that's moderately okay. Sure, you know? sure. But anyway, you know, feedback on that uh, uh, would be great. And we'll try to morph a little bit, uh, but... You know, we're doing what we think is fun, <laughs> and we hope that y'all enjoy it also. And and are benefiting from it, you know. Yeah. Hugely benefiting. Yeah. Now I actually have some things to say about Genesis. Right. You know? Well, and it's just at, like, at oh, yeah, that book. Uh, I remember things about it, I think. You know, at I some think. point, I think it'd be fun to go through, you know, the catechism and the confession. Oh, and, yeah. Well, but, yeah, I mean, we, have, we have plenty of things to go through oh, once yeah. we you know, complete this. That's, that's the oh, fun thing about this. There's so the many things. Would be I, great. I think that, well, that's, you know, I got the copies oh, that Bill gave us. Man, go back to like Sunday school back in, gosh, I was in just out of kindergarten. That's when we started hearing, when I started hearing the catechism for the first time. Well, and then, I was much later than you because well, I didn't, I didn't join the reform world. That's when I first until, heard it. But yeah. I didn't actually start going through it until, um, I guess later Sunday schools and then uh, Boy Scouts actually. Yeah. Um, we always uh, our uh, Troop Fifty Seven. We met in the uh, the fellowship part of um, uh, Friendship Presbyterian Church in Black Mountain, North Carolina. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong. I I could be, because this was kind of a displaced uh, time in my life. But 
y'all's Eagle Scout doomahickey that y'all did yeah. was at Lakey Gap, was it not? It was at, well. Because I went to yes Lakey Gap for one of y'all's. Yes, yes and no. Because um, that was apparently the first time I met Martin mm-hmm. and didn't remember meeting him. Yeah. I, I didn't we remember. Did, I think I met him a couple um, times and before, you know, I officially started meeting with him and I was like, yeah. oh, you're that guy from, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think we did any Eagle stuff at. Uh, did you have a graduation or something? Because I, I went to a graduation yes, or something. Yes, it was it was the Eagle Eagle Court of Honors. Which okay, probably, that's yeah. okay. And we didn't do that at Friendship. I don't think uh, anybody was Eagles then because we transferred to. Um, East Black Mountain Free Will Baptist Church. One of our um, uh, one of our scouts uh, went to church there, and we were at that church. It charted us for a while. Um, and yeah, this would have been 2014. Yeah, when, and when I think this happened. William, I think William and several others um, got their eagle at East Black Mountain Free Will Baptist, and actually, I'm pretty sure all of us did actually. Well, the news, who's... Um, now, there was a ceremony at Lakey Gap, and that was because I, my Eagle Scout project, was making a historical marker for Lakey Gap Presbyterian, and so we did a little ceremony there also. Yeah, I don't know. What what year? Was that in 2014? When was it? That was eight years ago. Well, then no, because this would have been six years ago. Yeah, y'all did something. It was no, a, we might have a, done something because it was a there was, some it was later, a Boy Scout thing. So it probably wasn't like a gap, and uh, it was probably for Robert, Peter, Clayton. I think you're right. Yeah. I think that's what it yeah, was. Robert, Peter, and Clayton. We had kind of three. Because I only different really groups. knew you and William and Robert at that point. Yeah, we had three different Eagle Scout groups. So uh, William and. Were William and yourself in the same? You know, I think William might actually had his own Dagum Eagle Scout Court of Honor. Because uh, William, I think, was one of our first Eagles. And there was a couple others, like Zeke Woodward was right behind William. I was about to say, he didn't Zeke quite have Eagle. everything together. And so we just decided it'd be easier to do, you know, have him wait a little bit. And then, you know, not terribly long after that, um, Wyatt, me, Joseph Fox, and um, uh, Daniel Linton, we all got our eagle. And so we did a joint um, Eagle Scout Court of Honor um, with Zeke, Joseph, Daniel, Wyatt, me, um, and uh, there's probably another eagle or two there. It might have been just us. I don't know. There was, I think, seven of us that got Eagle all at the same time with the Court of Honor ceremony. And I think it might have actually been the largest Eagle Scout, like, ceremony. Well, it was the largest number of Eagle Scouts that had their Court of Honor at the same time. Right. Either in Buncombe County or probably not North Carolina. But it was relatively big for the area anyway. And, uh, yeah, I just that, that's all I remember because that was the first time I had been to Lakey Gap, and then obviously when Martin and I started doing our our normal stuff, um, I uh, I went because I, and I, I guess the reason I remembered is because I don't remember. I remember it took us forever to find the spot because Emily mm-hmm. didn't know exactly where it was. Yeah, and so we had we did a little bit of rolling around right there in, in Hillcrest for or what was it? Uh, Cre- uh, we went out into Christ Mom by right, accident, Christ Mom, yeah, and had to come right back there. down. And uh, and it was getting close to dark, so it wasn't the easiest spot to navigate. But I remember that building. And then when I, you know, started going to church there, I was like, wait, you know, hold on, wait, this is oh, I've been this here is before. All familiar. Yeah, you know what's actually really funny? When I was a little Cubby Scout, uh, selling Boy Scout popcorn, Cub Scout popcorn at the time. Um, what was I? Probably. 10, 11. Yeah, 10, might have even been younger than that. Yeah. But um, we would um, go back to where we used to live, which was actually in Swannanoa, um, relatively close to where Pastor Payne is. Right. Um, relatively close. 
and we would go up Sunset Drive selling Boy Scout Cub Scout popcorn. Okay. And so we actually met Pastor Payne before we met Pastor Payne because <laughs> he would always buy the $50 drum oh, yeah. popcorn. Not Probably not because he and Miss Debbie were gorfing popcorn, probably because he just wanted to give these little Cub Scouts 50 well, bucks. And, and that, and he does a lot of things for people. Right, so he so might have been not have that? I have no idea. Have you ever, you've been to his house, and he has that huge, giant, like, tub yeah, of candy. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, here, pull out, and he'll yeah. say, here, have some candy. Yeah, and going, candy yes, diabetes, thank you. Yeah, bring it. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, we were selling popcorn to him, and then years later, he started coming to our church's... Um, um, uh, men's prayer breakfast and we're like oh you look familiar was you would so, always buy the big popcorn so this was at lakey gap no this is at uh friendship really so yeah. he was he was coming to that prayer but was he oh, already yeah. a oh he was coming yet? to that yeah, yeah yeah okay he was coming to that prayer breakfast for many years um back when wyatt and i he, he likes to you know wyatt and i would wake up crazy early and go to prayer breakfast because uh, it's very special because it's the men's prayer breakfast, right? Right. And so, which is that one of the reasons that they started doing one at Lakey Gap? Yes, it's the reason actually. Okay. Because it's pretty much all the same people. I wish we could start that church. back up now that we're all relatively so here too. again. I think somebody should, you know, it'd be maybe... really nice. It'd be really difficult though, just because everybody's got such different times. It'd have to start a lot earlier than because we used to. We would start. We would start eating at seven or on a Saturday. Because now, even I could come on a, a Saturday. Idea. Because I could come early yeah. on a Saturday. I don't have but to be at work till nine. We would always know? do um, we would always do prayer breakfasts on Monday mornings mm -hmm. because it's kind of you know the beginning of the week. The beginning of the week, which technically Sunday is the beginning of the week. Um, uh, I think it'd be nice to start that up again because I did get a lot out of that. It would be. It'd be really. Nice. We need to. We need to petition Martin and for that. What we used to do is. Um, if we couldn't have it at the church for whatever reason, maybe because not everybody was coming, oftentimes we would go to Denny's and just have a big breakfast at Denny's. Yeah. Suck down coffee. Man, Wyatt and I put away so much coffee. We would just, because we didn't get coffee all the time because we weren't men yet, right? We were still like, oh, yeah, it's going to stretch your growth. Right. That, right. Yeah. But if I we don't went to the men's that. prayer breakfast, then is Katie bar the door? You know, you kids, you know, eat until you're fat. I don't care. Uh, you're with the guys, right? The men. And so we would uh, have many waitresses giving us the hairy eyeball mm -hmm. and roll their eyes because he's asking for a sixth cup of coffee. <laughs> and then we would also like empty out the table of sugar and cream and stuff. Oh, yeah. We didn't actually like the coffee. We just liked the sugar and the cream. But uh, anyway, so good times. Yeah, well, that, that definitely I'm going to have to. I may try to call Martin tomorrow and yeah. see if. He wants to go to breakfast and see my new car. Oh, I'd be down for that. Well, let me know if you do that. Yeah. Are you off tomorrow? Oh, no, not tomorrow. Oh, you're talking about, like, tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to try to call him in the morning and see if he wants to do it. have some break fast. Do it. That'd be great. Not tell him that I bought a car. Ah, uh, yeah. He has no idea. I haven't talked to him in a while. Yeah. Well, hey, uh... But yeah, no. Back to what back we're to <laughs> <laughs> we're monologuing. Okay, so y'all got a brief history monologue. and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we just Boy took, Scouts. We Miss just took breakfast. Uh, what else we talk about? New cars. New cars. All right. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Israel's suffering in Egypt. All of a sudden, my story sounded better. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. This. Okay. Let's talk okay. about your story. <laughs> um, well, my stories aren't as edifying. Trust me. Very interesting, though. That ah. doesn't always mean they're great. <laughs> Facts. Let's see um, if I can read this. I'm, I'm kind of unashamed that I do have a past, but it is... Same. Hey, pasts are good things. They definitely make wonderful stories. Okay. And, it, and it's so, something that I can sit there and tell people, this is what I did, don't do it. Going to monologue, not monologue, but going to uh, storytell for a little bit longer. My uh, excellent, wonderful friend, Josiah Long, one of my great friends in Austin, Texas, one of my, probably my best Austin friend. Uh, he and I have been, when I was still at school in Austin, he oh, would- we had, we had Josiah on the podcast. Yeah, 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 we had Josiah on the podcast. He, um, he would call me at nine 
eight or nine. He'd be in, in town like, hey, want to get a drink? And I was like, dude, I've got to do this, this, this. I have everything do it like almost and that would be like when i would call you and you'd be like i'm busy yeah i'm busy man and he was like okay well i'll still be in town so if you want to go out let me know well by the time i turn everything in 11 i'm kind of like dude this school is for the birds and so i'd give josiah a call and say hey you still in town he's like bars don't close till two i'm like let's go and so anyway uh um uh that's where I was going with this. So after a while of spending wonderful, wonderful times with Josiah and having him, uh, he was he was our regular couch potato. It was wonderful. He he'd always uh, what do they call it? Uh, he makes a good surfers. couch potato. He, yeah, he's a good couch surfer. Yeah, he stayed on my couch many times. It wasn't even my couch. And he, he's one that you'd say, "Here, have my couch." Yeah, yeah. You know, it was great because then we'd just you know go to church the next morning or you know. Uh, Anyway, make a big breakfast. And that's where you met him, right? You met him at church. Met him at church, yeah. Yeah. And so anyway, after spending so many good times with him, Christmas came around, and I was going home for Christmas. And uh, my Sunday school class was having a kind of a secret Santa. Um, But it was, you know, get a mug and enter it into the secret Santa thing. And then whoever gets the mug, it doesn't really matter because we're going to keep all the mugs at church, right? Right. So that when you go to Sunday school, you have your personal coffee mug, and you can use that one or another one. doesn't matter. It was just kind of fun. So anyway, I was out shopping for that, and I saw these beer glasses, and they said, bad decisions make great stories. And... Uh, Josiah had a little story about bad decisions. He uh, ordered a Jack and Coke, but he didn't want ice in it because, you know, he didn't want it to get watered down. He wanted something he could drink down so he could get back on the dance floor, right? Right. And there was some guy behind him that was like, well, that's a bad decision. And the barmaid said, ah, one bad decision coming up. (laughs) And so every time he went there, uh, she'd just look at him and know that he wanted a bad decision. (laughs) <laughs> and so now a bad decision, y'all, is a Jack and Coke with no ice. Okay. Um, so anyway. I have too many bad decisions that start with Jack. So <laughs> I, I, I tend to leave him out of the stories because he he's caused me a lot of issues. Oh, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> as um, so I had actually ordered a Jack and Coke a couple of times with no ice. And I went to the barmaid and I said, I'd like a bad decision. And she gave me this look kind of like, how do you know? And she goes, you know, that's his signature drink, right? I was like, I do. I'd still like one. She was like, one bad decision coming up. <laughs> and so anyway, when I was buying Christmas presents and I saw that glass that said, uh, uh, bad decisions make great stories. I was like, he's got to have them. And so I got him those beer glasses for Christmas and he and I have had beer out of them and it was great. So anyway, that's my little tangent. Let's get back to X Otis. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are reading from my favorite Duck Commander Faith and Family Bible, and uh, it's New King James Version. Which, and, by the way, since we are reading out of the yeah the Duck Commander the Bible, Duck Commander Sadie Robertson and her new husband are expecting. Ah, uh, wonderful! So yeah, there will be so there will be a nice addition. More Robertsons. More that the, the world needs more. It could Robertsons. definitely use more Robertsons. And for sure. she's she's definitely a, a front running spokesperson for that family. That's wonderful. Like she is she has done a lot. She's written written written. She's written. Mm. She's written a couple books. Yeah. You know, I I, I will be ashamed to say I, I've read part of one, but not oh. not all of it. Because uh, that. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't buy it. I just. I was in a in a bookstore and I was I sat down and which I do when I go to bookstores I'm the guy that sits down reads half a book and it's like okay that's gonna be a good one I'll get that sometime <laughs> <laughs> oh and I'll do this for like four books and then I know what the next four books I'm gonna buy are right you know and and that was one of them and I just haven't gotten around to 
because I still had some of Phil's books, and I'm trying to get his new one, which is Jesus Politics. Ooh, that one sounds that's gonna be a good. It's good, yeah. And today's <laughs> one, he he knew it would be, yeah. And that's why he released it this year. You know, good for him making making good to choices based on biblical principles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, I'll let you continue. I just wanted to drop I that think little. What bomb. let's do is, um, oh yeah, we let's are. read a little bit. I'll get to the first paragraph just to whet your appetite, and then we'll uh, we'll have to take a break. And then we'll take a break. So anyway, the second book of Moses called Exodus, chapter one. Now these are the names of the children of Israel who came to Egypt. Each man in his household came with Jacob, Reuben, Simeon. Levi and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, and Asher, all those who were descendants of Jacob were seventy persons, for Joseph was in Egypt already. And Joseph died, all his brothers and all that generation, but the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly, multiplied and grew exceedingly mighty. And the land was filled with them. So you can see God is already blessing them in Egypt. Mm -hmm. Wow. I say already. He already blessed them in Genesis in Egypt. Uh, but you can see it's that trend that we've been seeing. God's people, he's, you know, um, he's making them mighty in the land. Uh, and even when they were um, in the land of Canaan, wherever they went, they would have, you know, the rulers and military leaders coming up to them saying, hey, 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 obviously somebody big up there likes you. And so we don't, we think that it would be wise to be good friends with you so that he won't destroy us because he apparently likes you. And, um, and so you can see that here in the very beginning of Exodus that uh, here they are in Egypt and they... Uh, increased abundantly, multiplied, and grew exceedingly mighty, and the land was filled with them. So uh, I think that's a good place to stop here. So y'all, we'll come back and see you in a minute or two, and uh, we'll read through the first chapter of Exodus. Indeed. All right, we hey, are we're back. back. It's uh, it's only a few minutes for you, but it's been what thirty for 30 us. Thirty for us, yeah. We uh, we started monologuing about uh, things. I'm sure we'll get into later. Eventually, yes. Wait, yes. wait till we get to Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, let's move on through Exodus. Um, so let's see. But the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly, multiplied and grew exceedingly mighty, and land was filled with them. Now there arose a king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. And he said to his people, Look, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them. Let us multiply. And it happened. Let's see. Let, let, us, uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, let us deal shrewdly with them, lest they multiply. And it happened in the event of war that they also join our enemies and fight against us and so go up against and so go up out of the land therefore they set the taskmasters over them to afflict them with their burdens and they built for pharaoh supply cities uh, pithom and ramses but the more they afflicted them the more they multiplied and grew and they were in the dread of the ch and they were in dread of the children of israel so the Egyptians made the children of Israel serve with rigor, and they made their lives bitter with hard bondage, in mortar, in brick, and in all manner of service in the field. All their service in which they made them serve was with rigor. Then the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives, of whom the name of one was Shephira, Shephra was Shephra, and the name of the other, Pua. And he said, when you do the duties of a midwife for the Hebrew women and see them on their birth stools, if it is a son, then you shall kill him. But if it is a daughter, then she shall live. But the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the male children alive. 
So the king of Egypt called the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this thing and saved the male children alive? And the, and the midwives said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they are lively and give birth before the midwife comes to deal with them. Therefore God dwelt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and grew very mighty. And so it was, because the midwives feared God, that he provided households for them. So Pharaoh commanded all his people, saying, Every son who is born you shall cast into the river. Every daughter you shall save alive. And that end is, ends the first chapter of Exodus. So we can see here, Israelites, God's blessing them. They're doing pretty good. Multiplying, getting great. Pharaoh and all of his guys are like, guys, they've grown mighty great in this land. If there happened to be some sort of struggle, we might not win. That's pretty much what we're getting. So, we'll kill them. Slowly. So, so they told all our the problems. midwives, kill the boy kids, keep the girl kids. Less guys, less Israelites. And uh, the midwives are like, <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Do we, do we look dumb? And so their little... Um, they were being uh, uh, probably not 100% truthful, which is perfectly fine here. They didn't owe the truth to somebody who's going to misuse it. Um, but they said, um, because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they are lively and give birth before the, the midwives come to them. Sure. Sure. I mean, yeah, maybe. But I'm kind of thinking that they're like, yeah... Uh, we're making up a little story here just because, you know, you're kind of wanting us to kill them and we're kind of not going to do that for you. Well, midwives are bringers of life. Right. They're bringers of life, not takers of life. Definitely. And so, so they're anyway, asking, he's asking them to do something that is beyond their nature. Beyond their nature and it's against, uh, you know, it's kind of, against God's law, though that being said, God hasn't actually written his law out, though they still abide by it. It hasn't been written down yet. Right, they have a fear it's of still, God. It's still... Which know, goes to show you, the fear of God is is predates the law. It definitely does. And as we'll get into later, because, you know, in about 20 chapters, uh, Moses will go up onto the big mountain, come down with the two tablets of the law. But... Um, if I'm not mistaken, God didn't just write his law and said, I've got all these things that you guys need to follow. His law has always been his law. Mm -hmm. But now it's written down. Right. You know. God has always had a standard. He's always had a standard and will always have a standard and has always had a standard. And this goes to show you from the time that, you know, Abraham came out with his bunny slippers and coffee. That's right, his bunny slippers and coffee. And uh, um, God just finally wrote it down. Um, and um, so anyway, things like um, uh, we'll be talking about soon, like uh, circumcision and stuff like that. These are all rule. These are all rules that um, the Israelites followed. It was their law, you know. Uh, when you have a male boy, ha! Huh, I said that funny. When you have a male <laughs> on the eighth day, he's to be circumcised, you know. And that's a mandate. That's not a suggestion. That is law for Israelites. Yeah. Um, and they had to abide by it, as we will see here pretty soon. Um, but none of that was written down and, you know, more, possibly more interesting stuff like that isn't written down in, um, in the 10 commandments either, you know, it is, uh, but things like, uh, you know, put God first in your life, like the first commandment, right? Those things, you know, the law is all-encompassing. It really is. Um, 
which is why it can be easily summed up, which Jesus does for us. And he says, uh, honor, uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments, sing all the law and prophets. This is God talking to us. He says, remember that law that I gave you back in Exodus? And then later on, it can all be summed up pretty simply to love God with all of your being, love your neighbor as yourself, which is interesting because love your neighbor as yourself is the first a command to love yourself and then love your neighbor. Which people find a very hard, they, they have a hard truth with them. Right. Um, but all that aside, um, God's people have always abided by God's law. Um, but it wasn't written down until later in Exodus. Mm -hmm. um, and God's law hadn't changed. It was just written down for him. Um, and so here we see um, uh, the midwives following the sixth commandment, thou shalt not murder, and saving all the men children alive. And, Which uh, people would have disagreed with me here, but okay. I'm not opposed to that because people do that all the time. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, I, I'm kind of used to it by now. But that's okay if you disagree. I kind of have always thought about this as the beginning of abortion. Ah, yeah. This is this this is the first abortion mandate. Right. Well, as it, far it wasn't. As, yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't. Like, you know, we're not talking Roe versus Wade here. Sure. We're talking an actual abortion mandate. Right. And probably the first one in, I guess, recorded history as far as that goes. Yeah, but I mean, we're talking about an actual, you know, yeah. this being a, a countrywide thing. Right, right. I wonder, though, I, I feel like it's kind of a... It's a tactic, which is not used only once in the Bible. You go to the very beginning in Matthew, and we see that thing again. Herod, it is. It is. You know, kill all, um, kill all who will oppose me. They won't be strong warriors against me. Yeah. And uh, kill any boy who's under two years. It's kind of. I don't want that Jesus guy. Yeah, that Jesus older. guy showing up. Yeah, you know? he might be bigger than better than me. You know. And, and God continually protects his people. He does. And in this case, the midwives, who are already heroes. Um, but, uh, you know, and, 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 well, that could also be controversial. You talk about, you know, God blessing his people. Yeah. You know, I'll say, you know, I've been blessed. You've been blessed. Sure. You know, but I, I tend to see those blessings more. Not that they don't exist, mm -hmm. but I tend to see them when I'm actually reading this. Right. You know, and, and Martin told me this, you know, several years ago. And I think I kind of thought of it as, oh, well, yeah, that sounds nice. Mm -hmm. But he was talking about his uh, a friend of his in seminary who was not a good student at all mm -hmm. and was talking about, uh, you know, when he would actually stay in his Bible and pray for the Lord's blessings and guidance, he would have a much better time, you know, easy time acing tests, studying, and then when he would kind of neglect that for a certain amount of time, he would he would find that directly against what he was succeeding in. Yeah. And I found that even for me, you know, if I ask for, you know, God's blessings and guidance I have a much better time than when I just, you know, shut the Bible and leave it on my my bed for, you know, a week and a half at a time. I find out I have a very bad week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? So I, I think there's something to do with, you know, actually asking for God's guidance Definitely. and his blessing. He is a living God and he works daily. and He's always at work, you know. If we believed otherwise, we'd, we'd be deists. Yeah, and, and, and there's something to do with, you know, like I have... I'm I'm the first one to jump to say I am not the best at trusting God when I ah, sit there and actually the have a struggle. Yeah. yeah, join the club. Exactly. Everybody is. But, you know, when I find that, you know, I when I wake up and actually spend my time with him in the mornings before I go to work, you know, I have a good day. Yeah. 
you know i don't call that luck it's that i'm no, I'm, I'm, I'm god is blessing me yeah. for obeying his commands yeah. you know staying in the word yeah. and actually having time with him and that's for me that's been a big thing that uh i don't like waking up early yeah i'm i'm the world's worst about desiring to wake up early <laughs> Oh, I desire to wake up early. Yeah, well, but as no, soon so, as I wake up, I'm like, no. It used to be easier for me because I like to work out in the mornings, and, uh, and now that no gym is open early enough for me to work up, work out, and get back in time to go to work, you know, my enthusiasm for waking up is, uh, I have to be leaving the house at seven thirty. I am literally waking up at seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's the thirty minute grab and dash. Yeah, grab and dash. and. Uh, and and I've, I've kind of stepped back from that. I've said, you know, obviously I, I haven't had the best time lately. And the last couple of weeks I've just said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wake up earlier and spend my time with God. And then carry on with my day. Yeah. And you know what? I, I've, had, I've had, I'm not going to say the best week in my entire life, but you know what? I haven't had the, the strife. Peace in Christ. Yeah, I haven't had the strife that I've had. It's yeah. kind of like if, if whatever happens, happens. Yeah. And it's that's something like, that's – I'm a, Go ahead. I was going to say I'm big about rushing things. If I want uh, something, yeah. I will usually not let anything stand in my way. And that's my mom's biggest thing when I, when I uh, call and consult her, which I do occasionally. And my, my mother can and can't be the best, mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to that. And – um. She, she definitely has my best will in mind, you know, and I, I was thinking about buying that car. Yeah. And my, uh, of course, I, I called dad to ask him information about the car. Yeah. Because my dad knows cars. And then I called my mom. I was like, now, what do you think? Uh-huh. You know, choices, best decisions. What do I need to do? Because generally, even though she will look me in the face and go, I don't know why you're asking me. You always make better decisions when it comes to money. I'm like, yeah, but but it, that doesn't matter. I don't know what you think. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I do value your opinion. Right. You know, and, and she'll oftentimes say, well, you're not going to listen to what I say. Well, I, I, I do. You yeah. know, I do. You don't realize. I don't realize I do. Yeah. You know, but this is why I keep coming back to you. And, you know, her biggest thing is, have you pushed this? Are you making this happen or are you sitting back and letting God make this happen because that's the biggest. She said, I can't, I can't make you make the right decision, but you have to let God allow you to make that right. And I do believe that, you know, there's, you know, God works in this. And I said, you know what? That car should have been sold five or six times by the time I even got to look at it. Yeah. You know, but I, I waited and I said, you know, obviously I didn't have the time off of work or I probably would have gone sooner. Uh -huh. And everything just kind of started falling in place, lack of me working it. I really don't have the best credit, so financing should have really never happened. Mm -hmm. You know, I, that was the last staple. Into, and I had told myself, I said, you know, this is the payment I want. I'm not going to go over this. If this is your will, then that's what it is. Yeah. I was over the payment by a couple bucks, but it was because I chose to buy a warranty after that. Right. You know, it wasn't it wasn't like the, the payment was exactly like I wanted it. And then I added something to it. Yeah. So I can't, you know, everything fell exactly like it should have been. But you know what? I've also been praying for it, yeah. like wisdom, guidance. And there's something to that, you know, and anyone, anyone that's been in those stressful situations, which is everyone, everyone, you know, he, I was talking to Neil the other day and he said the same thing. He said, you know, I. And and my my biggest amount of wisdom probably came from Neil and all that. And I, I he had asked me very lightly, yeah, uh, things that were going on. And I, I I usually am surface level. And he's like, yeah, that's not all of it though, is it? I was kind of like, ah, oh, uh -huh. all right, well, you know, okay. You know, Neil, Neil's very intuitive. Maybe you know, you know me better than I thought. <laughs> yeah, Neil, Neil knows me though. It's, oh, yeah, he yeah. really knows me. I I could not so hide good. something Maybe from people. Neil if I yeah. tried, because even though I was construed about it when I first met him, that guy, he knows. Yeah. And so, after he said that, I was like, "Well, okay." I just unloaded on him. 
you know, and, and about my stress and anxiety, which I'm very, I'm a very high anxiety person. I worry about everything, even if it's not something that I, I worry about other people. And that's nothing I can control, even if I wanted so, yeah, to. Yeah, you worry about everything and nothing. And, and yeah, everything <laughs> and nothing. I worry about things that don't even revolve around my universe. Yeah. And and I was I unloaded on Neil, and he was just like, I felt the same way. He said, you know, he said I can't tell you that I've mastered it yet because I haven't. He said, <laughs> yeah. but you you just have to in those moments, you know, pray for God's guidance above everything else, and you know, that's what I've been doing. Yeah. You know, trying to that was some good wisdom there you good know wisdom. So i was like that's because i know this is a failing point for me i was like i need to focus on this yeah. you know and that's what i've been doing for the past couple it, it started about three weeks ago after i had that conversation with neil and i've been a little more diligent about actually spending time in prayer which i don't do as much as i should you know, and actually praying for that guidance and wisdom. And, you know, I find it a lot easier to make decisions with peace. Yeah, with peace. That's because um, God God does, does not ever, ever promise that good, fun things will come. No. But he does promise for peace. Right. And so... That's one thing is, you know, a lot of people are, you know, if you stay in God's will, if you follow what God says, all this and that and the other, good things will come to you and everything will be good. And I don't I don't think that and see, but not, a lot of people also believe that God's will is my will. Right. And yeah, that took me a long time to understand. But like I was saying before, um, it's not to say that he won't bless you with those. Right. But to expect those, ah, that's 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 a pit, you know. Don't 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 fall on that one. But what he does promise is a peace in Christ, and so when bad times do come, you can still have joy, and you can still have a peace in Christ, and uh, then you have the tools that you need to get through it. And I think a lot of that, you know, you're in God's will when that right. is happening. Right. You know, if, if you're starting to get, let's say you're going off the path of what God actually wants, even if you're you're in that line of thought that, well, I'm doing what I think is right. right start rationalizing. My, yeah, you start you start rationalizing it, like what Bill was telling us about mm -hmm. about that that guy. And I'll I'll, I'll reverse this story because Bill was telling us about a uh, a pastor who, uh, and I'm sure. I'm sure I know yeah. the pastor he was talking about okay. because I, I would, yeah, I think I do, but we'll, we'll leave that unnamed because I'm not a hundred percent, but I, sure, sure. when he said the story, I was like, I think I know, but he's yeah. very, yeah, he's very famous. But anyway, he, uh, he said, you know, this pastor takes the, he's very structured in the way he takes care of his finances. Sure. So he's, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong in any of this, cause you heard it too, yeah. but, uh, you know, he's, very uh, frugal is that what you call frugal, that? You know, frugal yep. with your finances, yep. and instead of driving, you know, he takes the train everywhere. And he had just preached a sermon on honesty. Yep. And uh, and he went he went onto a train, and he had been tight with money this week, and he had paid for the train, and the guy gave him the the wrong amount back, and it was much much too much. Uh, not not that that's the English I think way to it say was, that. Uh, I think it was. Like a taxi or a cab or something. Like it was that. a train. It was it was a it was a little uh, a bus. A bus. He was okay. on a bus. Okay, yeah. That, yeah, he was yeah. on a bus. So, um, and he sat down. And he said the first thing he did was he started rationalizing, like, "Oh, God has provided." Right. Yeah. You know, God has God has made everything I can easy now pay this for week. This, this, yeah, I can yeah. do this, and I have then leeway. and then of course the Holy Spirit got a hold of him at that point and said, you know, he started thinking with his conscience and like, this is wrong. Yeah. You know. And then he walks back to the the as he's getting off. Yeah, there. as he's getting off, you know, he gives he gives the he, he, I guess the the driver. Yeah. He he goes up and he says, "Hey, I think you gave me the wrong amount back. Uh, here's what I you know the, the subtraction of what I should have paid." And he said, "No." He said, "I was in your church service last week and I heard you preach on honesty and I wanted to see if you would live it out." Yeah. 
And so he gave him too much on purpose. Yeah, he gave him too much on purpose yeah. to see what he would actually yeah. do. And Have you ever been in that situation before? You know what? I never have. I have, actually. You have. And it would have benefited me greatly. Um, I was actually skiing. Yeah, but but uh, did the person sh- know who you were? And, okay, no, he didn't, and, know okay. Who I, he didn't know who I was. Okay, That's you're talking enough. about, yeah. like, this is somebody who knows him and was just yeah, testing yeah. his honesty. Just testing his honesty. Man, glad he passed that test. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. uh, yeah, uh, I don't know if y'all ever have been skiing before, but the ski lodge that I went to at Sugar Mountain, overpriced. Oh, my gosh. You get a burger that just looks pitiful. The piddliest little burger you've ever gotten. Well, we are from Texas. It costs. Oh, no. This, is, this <laughs> like, puts McDonald's. This oh, like, does this it? McDonald's burger looks good. Oh, wow. But, uh, yeah. Sad. But it's expensive. It's, like, five, six bucks for a little nothing burger with nothing in between. And, um, but you're on a, you know, kind of a ski resort, right? So. Uh, Top dollar. Everything's expensive anyway. Anyway. I guess Martin never eats up there or doesn't matter. Oh, he does. Oh, does yeah. he? He likes to get a little something. But um, anyway, so I was paying for my little piddly burger, and uh, it was everything in total was about maybe 10, 15 bucks or something like that. Probably about 10 bucks. So I, wasn't, I wasn't trying to you know, get too much. But I paid with the five and a couple other things and a couple of ones. And I get back, you know, the amount that I should have gotten, you know, uh, I guess maybe I paid with two fives or 10 or something like that. Anyway, I get a 20 back added on with the rest of the change and I get it and I'm walking away <laughs> and I'm looking through my money just cause I'm sitting there like, you know, I just spent a lot. I want to make sure that I got what I'm owed back. Um, and I see the 20 in there and I'm like, I didn't have that- a 20. This is more than I started with. That 20 doesn't belong in there. And so I go back to the guy and he's almost about to ring somebody up. And I said, hey, you gave me too much. See, there's a 20 in here. I, you know, my bill was like 10 or something like that. So this is obviously too much. And he looks at it. He's just like staring at it. He keeps staring at it. He takes it back, and then he looks me in the eyes, and he goes, "You know, you really could have, you really could have ripped me off there. You could have uh, walked away with a lot more than you started with." I was like, "Well, I, it wasn't mine." Yeah, but it's not mine; it's yours. He's like, "Thank you." I don't know that, you know, most people would have. It's <laughs> like. Well, in the back of my mind, I was like, and this is the this is the sinfulness of man coming in. In the back of my mind, I was like, dude, I could have got away with it. Yeah, you know? could have <laughs> made it happen. Yeah, but uh, then I was like, no, no, I did the right thing. It was a good thing to do. And based on his reaction, it's like. He had yeah. never experienced that before, it seems yeah. like. And so. And that goes to show you the rate of Little the things rate of like sin. that are worth its weight in gold, you know, because it's not. And you know, it's bit, not what you can get out of it. It's what you, you know. It's your integrity, and it's like it's like Bill well, said. See, I was, okay, I was about to, to go there. I said, he said, yeah. you know, uh, um, doing the right thing is hard. It must be hard, or everyone would or do. Everybody it. would be doing. And it. see, Bill, Bill told me this, and this is this is one of the greatest lessons I've ever learned, and I learned it from Bill. You know, we were having, as you know, he was one of my supervisors during my divorce and custody battle. And, uh, and he started off like hard knocks. I'm not, I'm not going to lie, but me and him really developed a friendship over all that. And, uh, and, and one thing he taught me, and I will, I will take this to my grave and hope to teach as many people as I can. Uh And he said, you know, integrity is the one thing no man can take from you. That's true enough. You give it up willingly. Yep. The moment that you do something 
that is against your integrity, you have forfeited it yourself. No one can take that from you. No one can make you give it up. It's you That's that right. gives up your integrity. So if you are known as a man of integrity, you have never given that to anyone. Yeah. There's a, there's a verse that I was trying to find. I thought I had it memorized, but apparently it's wrong because I'm looking at the wrong verse here. Um, but I don't know. It's pertaining to that, and I don't know the words. It's in Proverbs. Yeah, it's in Proverbs, which is saying a lot and saying nothing at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, well, we good verse. Our, you should read it. Yeah, yeah. You should, <laughs> we'll, we, we, we'll, we'll try to find it. We're running close on time. We've monologued an, a lot in this uh this episode, which I think was something we were going to try to start correcting. My yeah. bad. <laughs> Just kidding. JK. No, um, I hope y'all enjoyed it. Obviously, we'll uh, we'll continue with Exodus. We're gonna. Um, I kind of I kind of think this is going to be a very fulfilling um, oh, book yeah. for us, and don't expect us to get through it in a matter of minutes because days. Um, weeks, you know, we we might months. have a, a powerhouse. I've been thinking about doing like a powerhouse podcast once a month. What's that? Which would be where we do it for an hour. Oh, hour okay. and a half. Oh, yeah, I'm down. And try great. to. Yeah. Obviously, that'll give people some meat to soak on for a couple weeks. Sure, and it'll also give us a little time to do a little bit more. Yeah, so yeah. I'm I'm thinking maybe we might do a powerhouse. Me and I, I this is the first time Stewart's heard about it. Yeah, I've really talked about it, so we're announcing it. But I don't know when it's going to happen. We'll just have to set it up in the schedule. And uh, we'll see y'all next time. Yeah. Adios. Thank you for listening to the podcast. You can follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and more. And be sure to like and check out our Facebook page.